And welcome to the new media show. My name is Todd Cochran. Of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Rob Greenlee. Rob, how you doing? I'm doing terrific, Todd. It's great to be back Saturday. It must be the new media show. It must be. So I have a Red Bull in one hand, iced coffee in the other. I think I'm uh, well caffeinated to be ready to go. We'll see if I have to revert to the Red Bull, but it's early, so I might not have to. <laughs> it always helps boost the energy of the show. Get yeah. It, get it going. I had a good, good, good sized coffee too. So that's, <laughs> it's always helpful. You know, you're going to laugh, but I was sitting here about 15 minutes ago, getting ready to get the show going and you know, time machine says, Hey, I haven't backed up in five days. What's going on? You know, on the, mm -hmm. on the Mac and I'm messing around, messing around, can't connect to the network catch storage device. And then I said, I wonder if it's turned on. <laughs> And, a small thing like that. And, and I had changed out the router this week and I had turned it off during that change out. And sure enough, it was off. So I was like, you're an idiot. So as soon as I turned it back on, the computer stopped complaining and I could attach to the device. Imagine that. Right. Right. <laughs> it's pretty bad when you have to have like 40 terabytes of storage to deal with you know, 15 years of media backups, it gets, it gets large. So now what I'm starting to do is buy these big multi terabyte drives and I'm offloading stuff off the NAS that will not, well, for a better word, I'm not really worried if that hard drive goes bad over time. It's just, it'll be there, you know, it's one of those things. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have a, a backup drive on my system too. It's got five, five terabytes. So just kind of sitting over here that I can drop stuff onto. It seems like a lot. And then I've got what I think both of us or most people have cloud storage these days. It's probably over a, over a terabyte probably, or about that. That, that so. takes care of one year. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, you know, yeah. maybe so, but anyway, everyone, uh, I'm sure you all have your own ways of dealing with, uh, media storage. backup. But it's, right. you know, it's important to be, you know, building, we've talked about it here, but building burns down, you know, things that go sideways. But I don't know if I told you, um, did I talk about the new router on Wednesday? Uh, you mentioned that you were going to get one, but I'm not sure okay. you, you've talked about what the implications of that was. Yeah. So <laughs> there, there was a, well, what was happening and I'm not buying any more Netgear routers. This is a very expensive router that I had bought. And less than a year ago, matter of fact, I'm going to go back to Netgear and see if I can get it replaced. But what it was doing, and maybe what it was causing some effect on the show a couple of shows ago, is every now and again, it just kind of like, uh, you know, it had a, it had a moment. <laughs> and it'd be, it, the way I could tell it was an issue is I would type in, a let's just say Google.com, and hit enter, and my browser would just kind of sit there and go, do nothing for like, 10 seconds and all of a sudden it'd start loading. Well, there was something going on with that router was not, there was, there Passing was a data through it. Very something. Fast, right? yeah. yeah. Now, once you got on the page, it was good, but it was kind of like, was this a DNS issue? And I'd upgraded it and it wasn't hacked. And, you know, that's the thing you worry. Cause I was worried about it being hacked and, you know, so, something going on. So, uh, I bought a Asus, GT-AX11000. And, uh, <laughs> wow, it sounds pretty, pretty fancy. It's a gamer 
It's a gamer router specifically designed to have superior streaming because, you know, a lot of these folks are streaming now on Twitch. So supposedly, quote unquote, superior streaming capability. And um, well, probably the stream will fall over 15 minutes from now, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, not, not an inexpensive replacement at all. That wasn't a planned budget item. So is this more of a what would be considered a a commercial router, or would it be more of a consumer router? No, you know, I it it's it's a it's at the top absolute top end of consumer routers, right? You know, and it's got like eight antennas on it, and it's you know it's it's crazy, and it's got features on here that I'm like, what is that? You know, I don't even know what some of these features are, but gamers do, and uh, they've even got special routing to specific game platforms with this so it's definitely a gamers um more of a gamer oriented and there was like three different routers i was weighing in between uh trying to figure out which one to get but yeah i went with this asus anyhow i think these routers are just designed at some point just to fail because they can and they get more money out of us it's Um, like hp printers right exactly designed to last forever (laughs) <laughs> right. You know, and I, I went to print something on my Canon printer at the loft the other night and it, she was like, I hadn't used it maybe a month or two. And of course the cartridge is dry and I'm just like, Oh my God, you got to be kidding me. So yeah. yeah. And as little as I print at the house, it's, you know, rare, rare, rare tax stuff. But anyway. Yeah. So, some of those rout- routers now, especially the wireless ones have different nodes in them. So oh yeah. Like they're using a mesh network kind of concept. Sure. To- this is, to spread the Wi-Fi signal around yep. a house, right? Yep. Yeah. This is an AI mesh, but I don't have any nodes because I'm just in a, everything here's yeah. n- about nine. Well, if I look at the list, the cameras and that kind of stuff are wireless, but everything else, all the computers are wired. There's nothing here that is on Wi-Fi per se, except yeah. for the stuff that has to be like A-L-E-E-X-A. But um, you never beat a wired connection ever. So anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully the stream stays up and we're good. But uh, if you're watching on Facebook, make sure you check in and say hello. And I uh, want to hear from you. Let's see if, if you got any questions today. What I was almost going to do, Rob, is I was going to plug in and fire up Clubhouse on my side, but I decided not to. Maybe we can try that on the next show. <sighs> but uh, and, and have it. I did my show the other night where it was just broadcast only. It was not any interaction so oh yeah so how did that work out yeah people popped in popped out you know so you know it's basically they see that i'm just taught i wasn't paying hardly any attention to it so um but i don't know just another spot yeah yeah another listening point at that point yeah Yeah. so anyway a little bit of controversy continues they keep trying to figure out how buzzsprout has 50 50 um Right. But yeah, I thought maybe we could talk about that a little bit. That's for sure. All right. I think we talked about a little bit on the last show, but do we want to go in any deeper on that? Yeah, I suppose we could. I mean, I think that there's some um, things going on with it that are interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that are probably helpful for the podcast community to, to know about to some degree. I know that there's a discussion going on between us and, 
James Cridlin yeah. from Pod News about this um, yeah. around kind of the breakdown of what's the percentage of shows on hosting platforms um, that are submitted over to Spotify. And yeah. I think that that really points to why we might be seeing this discrepancy in the percentage numbers between um, the total downloads via uh, Spotify. Right. And I think a lot of people have, you know, tried to paint the picture that somehow, you know, Spotify is taking over the podcasting space, but that, that isn't really the whole story. Yeah. I think that's, that's kind of a, a spin on it that isn't entirely accurate. Um, but uh, yeah, if you look at, um, James did a breakdown of podcast hosts and what the percentage of shows that actually have submitted shows hosted on their platform yeah. over to Spotify. And I think that really maybe shows a, a glimpse into what's really going on here. But I think one thing that is the takeaway and he, he gave us our number. Um, right. I suspect our numbers lower because he can't track unless he's using, unless he, if he's looking at pure RSS feeds. Now here's the thing when you and us and a, handful of others started doing the Spotify thing, we had to submit a custom feed to Spotify. Right. It wasn't the podcast. So even though someone was hosting it on their dot com, uh, people had to submit through the Blueberry portal and then we had we had to create a custom feed. It really was something that pissed us off. We didn't want to have to do that. But right. So we feed Spotify custom feed. And it's just basically anytime someone's feed updates, we update the custom feed and that's what they pull. So in the early days, that was the only way to get on. Well, Lipson still does a custom feed. Well, we do too for those that submit through Blueberry. So we do just because we're not going to go and rework the system. And another thing we had to do, of course, is if anybody had an M for a, we had to convert that to MP3 because Spotify only took MP3s. So, you know, this is nothing new. We've talked about this in the past. And now though, when Spotify finally figured out what we had had told them the entire time is you need your own portal. You need your own place for people to submit, which they should have done in the beginning to begin with. Now podcasters don't have to submit through Blueberry or Libsyn or anywhere else. They can go direct. And I call it Spotify Direct. You go right straight to them and use their portal and submit your show. So because we have such a huge number of customers that are using PowerPress and they don't show up with a Blueberry feed. So this is where we often get screwed in any type of percentage because people look at the feed addresses and think that's the size of the company when they have absolutely no clue that, you know, us and a couple of others podcasters are using their own RSS feeds. And, um, so we were at 64.8%, but I would suspect that number for us is actually lower due to the, all the other shows that submitted Unless he used media URLs, hosting URLs. No, is he the, doesn't say specifically what the basis of this is. No. I don't, I don't, I don't, he's showing Lipson's about um, 56% of the shows. And to some degree, some of that um, 
why certain platforms have more than others. And I mean, this is a huge list of huge. Of different I, I was like, who, who are these people? You know, and some right. of those are right. I mean, just to throw out a kind of a comparison, um, anchor and art 19 are both kind of in that 90% range. Right. Um, Lipson's at 56 for Lipson.com and 20% for Lipson pro. Um, and part of that gets back to legacy shows that are hosted on the platform that, um, are active, but are active shows that are hosted on the platform that are not actively being continued to be produced, which right. means that some of those shows are not going to go in and submit to Spotify because they're, they're kind of, um, shows that are in holding patterns. So platforms that have been around a long time ha- typically have a lot of shows that people are still paying for accounts and still hosting shows, but are not actively updating those shows, but they have deep catalogs, right. Of content. And those shows may not have been submitted over to a newer platform like Spotify. And that's, that's one of the things that is going on here too. Um, but I mean, you look at like, uh, NPR or a megaphone that they're, they're up in the, uh, 85 to 90% shows over there. So you'll probably see a higher percentage of Spotify listens off of some of these other platforms because of that. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know, I've, um, you know, and it's kind of, actually, I'm actually kind of surprised they said 64%. Uh, that actually kind of surprised me a little bit. It was actually that high. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you look What's, at, but if you look at Anchor, it should be 100% because Anchor's owned by Spotify. Why is it not 100%? Well, because there is an option not to auto-submit over, over to to Apple. So. Yeah. Um, and it shows eight, 89.7% is what James's number for anchor is. So art 19 is actually almost 93%. 93%. So, yeah. Right. And if you look at, um, I was going to look at, uh, Podbean. what's Podbean? Podbean's Podbean at 67.4. 67%. See, they're so, just right there with us, with me or close. You know, yeah. Older hosting platform. Um, Podomatic, look at Podomatic 14%. Right. So you start lo- looking at the older hosting platforms and they typically have lower numbers. Yep. So, and I so don't yeah. know why they've got three, two versions of Simplecast. That's, yeah, I don't know either. that's bizarre. Um, SoundCloud is only 32%, which I thought was interesting. <laughs> well, that's not surprising whatsoever <laughs> because it's, that's another sea of dead shows. Right. Right. And seeing they haven't updated their platform in four years. Oh, yeah. Years. Yeah. Years and years. And look at TalkShoe, 20.4%. But I don't know how many people are actually still using TalkShoe. Yeah. So. Springcast. Yes. I never heard of them. 100%. Yeah. So this is, you know, it, it's just an but, indication. But, but really, you know, is, is this mean anything? <laughs> Does this really mean anything? I don't know if it really means well, anything. I mean, I think if it would definitely mean more if we could get a roll up of the whole in- of the whole industry. Oh, Rob, you you froze up for a second, or you're still froze up. Oh, see, I told you guys that new router wasn't going to work. 
yeah, Rob, you may want to disconnect and come back because you're, you, uh, <laughs> you're, you're froze on my screen. Maybe I'll just hang up on you and you can call back. We'll see if Rob calls back. <laughs> it never fails. There's always something. So I, you know, I get, you know, going into what this means, I, I don't know if this means anything, you know, except that there is some indication there that, oh, here comes Rob. Uh, we just dropped. Yeah, you, uh, you just froze. I mean, it yeah. just, I saw your face turn sideways and, and that so was you. it. So, like... <laughs> so something happened. <laughs> but again, I don't know if these numbers really mean anything in the, in the long term. And, uh, so, but again, we've got, you know, that's another thing too. We have a lot of shows that have been online for many, many, many years. They're active, they're publishing, but have they submitted to all these additional places? I, I don't know, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That plus, I don't know that we're going to find out too. Cause I mean, it's, I don't know that it's in the best interest of um, Apple or Spotify for the the true totality of the number to come out, right? <laughs> well, um, unless Spotify has overtaken, but I don't know how they would know what Apple's numbers are. And, and here's the thing: it's just like, does it really matter? Because every show, well, it's all about market share. Right? Well, yeah, I mean, but that's e what everybody's concerned about. But every show that is. Ah, let me, let me just, every show that is, um, made today has a little bit different demographic from one another. There's some generalities, business shows, right. sports shows, there's certain, you know, there's certain things, but that doesn't say if the podcast host is told their audience from day one to use overcast. If that's that podcast host's fan app, that's the app he wants people to get. So his audience is going to migrate to Overcast. If they, again, it's really, I think, host dependent upon where they recommend their audience stay connected to the show from. Now, right. if, you're, if you're trying to have a, the best strategy, you just, you just do it all. You know, right. you do all. Hey, Mike, check Slack. I saw Mike in our, <laughs> so, um, I, I don't know. I think that it's a, it's a situation that's going to be show dependent because I look through our own data and it's like some shows are doing real well. Some shows are, you know, it's, it's, it's a mix from show to show. I think it's up to each podcaster to see where they're at. Well, I think it also depends on what the listener demographics are of the particular listening platform too. You know, the, I think the Democrat, the, um, demographics of a listener in Apple podcasts is a little different than in Spotify. Oh, sure. Right? So, so they're going to appeal to a different, um, subset of podcasting content, uh, on Spotify than from Apple. Yeah. I think, uh, it may not be dramatically different, it, but it, it's definitely going to have a little bit of a different emphasis. I mean, it's, so if you were to rank the important genres on Spotify, as far as where people are listening to, uh, 
on a download basis, yep. it may be slightly different than the ranking of downloads by genre in Apple. True. And that's kind of, kind of what we're talking about here. So if a hosting platform tends to host more, let's say, uh, society and culture shows than they do sports shows, yeah. that platform is going to index yeah. higher with social society and culture. Right. Yeah. So anyway, it's, it's, and at the end of the day, Todd, I guess it doesn't really make sense. What the makes sense for individual podcasters is what's their, that's right. Listeners. What's their numbers? You know, what are they, yeah. you know, what does it look like for them? And, right. uh, because you and right. I can spout our numbers all day long and then, you know, I, so can all these other 50 companies that are on that list. Actually, I think the thing I was surprised was that list, <laughs> You know, how many different players out there that are in the yeah, podcasting right. space? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. it's, it's how many say one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. I'm going to get the commission account here 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 22, 23, 24, 5, 6, 7. So, like, 27, 54. Yeah, it was like 60. Yeah, 60. Yeah, 61 around 60 total podcast hosts out there. That's insane. 60. There was five, yeah. five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and there's consolidation happening. Yeah. Too, you know I mean? Yeah. Some of these hosting platforms are owned by the same company now. So, you know, you're starting to see that happen too. Yeah. So, but, you know, I, I think this discussion is only relevant to podcasters um, from the standpoint of understanding that the demographics of the listener of the particular platform and selecting which uh, listening platform they want to promote right? right? based on the alignment with their target audience. That'd be the only benefit that I could see from worrying about any of this. Yeah. And I, and I'm not too going to worry about it because I know my audience personally, I know my audience does not listen over there on right. Spotify. <laughs> yeah. So and for I me. would say that that's the case with Lipson as well. I mean, if you look at our numbers, right. um, it's, it's not a, a hugely important platform to, let's say a business podcaster or a technology show. Um, it's just, you know, it doesn't cater to that market. Yep. So one thing I saw the uh, I got the email from Roadcaster as well. Oh yeah, about that, their upgrade. Their yeah. upgrade in which they are going to basically have MIDI functions that they can use the sound pad to actually change cameras in some online software. Uh, I'm assuming OBS and some of those other ones will take a MIDI input to be able to switch from camera to camera. Um. I thought that was kind of interesting that they're trying to make that, uh, there's that train. Woohoo. Um, I want to, every time I hear that, I want to do, I want to have someone in this audience, please go over to, um, the no agenda show and get me the sound clip they use for trains. And you, you, those of you that listen to no agenda show, you'll know it and send it to me because I want to start using that here on the show. Whenever I hear Rob's train, we're going to, we're going to play that, play that song. No. So, um, well, Todd, after a while, I'll start playing, um, the sound of it going off and in, in different odd times. I can do that on my roadcast. <laughs> well, I've got mine. I've got mine right here tied in right now. 
<laughs> so I can do the same thing. <laughs> so the uh woohoo the um so it's it's from the roadcaster standpoint, they are really trying to push the envelope on this thing. And I think it's pretty exciting what they're doing. So time will tell what type of integration they get. And if I was a betting man, version two of this roadcaster will have some tie to live video based on what they've done with this beta. Now they say use this beta at your own risk. And they've asked, uh, actually asked some Windows drivers too. So all those drivers that you just deactivated, Rob, be aware. <laughs> they've they've uh, updated some ASIO drivers. So ASIO is what Windows machines use. Right, right. But it also says, the company also warns you not to use it for critical projects. Right, yet. <laughs> right. If it's, and I don't know anyone that doesn't use a roadcaster for a critical project. Um, right. Else they wouldn't have bought it to begin with. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think about Spotify deleting more episodes from the Joe, from Joe Rogan show? Any, any uh, reaction to that? Hmm. Um, hmm. I don't it just, know. It just shows that they're, uh, they're kind of getting a little bit more focused on their content moderation, I guess. Hmm. Interesting. I'm glad Joe's got his check. I didn't uh, happen to look at the list of uh, topics of those shows. Did you happen to take a look? I did not, but I heard that it was some of the people that, you know, are a little bit on the edge as far as some of the claims they make and that type of stuff. So it might have been some of that going on. But so one thing that did come out at the end of the week as well is that the writers and producers at Gimlet, Spotify's Gimlet Media, have a union. Looks like they've unionized, and yep. they have ratified their first collective bargaining agreements. Wow! So the Writers Guild of America, yeah. East. Yeah. Well. So I don't think it's news that they had unionized. I think it's news that they've got their collective bargaining agreements. So right. This is, I think this is going to have an impact on, um, some of the studios in, uh, on the East coast or on the West coast too. Well, one thing that, Probably. one thing that I found it was interesting is they did not get in that deal is they, if they, if Gimlet owns the show, the host do not get any ownership rights to the shows. That's something that they did not get in there in their agreement. So if you go to Gimlet and do work for Gimlet and do a podcast for Gimlet, you have no rights to that, that podcast that you may be working on with from a producer or, or you know, from a being the host standpoint. Yeah. And that clearly is a tension in the medium right now is, as we see networks grow and develop uh, more and more networks are um, playing some, you know, some chess games with, uh, content creators and talent out there around ownership rights versus, you know, creative ideas and show concepts and things like that. I'm constantly hearing, you know, creators out there talking to, let's say, uh, a network, right. And trying to get into a, an advertising share agreement, content production agreement, those kind of things and struggling with the whole element of ownership. And and maybe considering signing contracts to sign over right. ownership rights to to a network, but yet 
you know, the, the talent comes in and brings their ideas and brings their brand and brings the, their energy to, to the show. And then if things go south on that deal, they basically, and sometimes those deals don't make a lot of sense because if you go to a network with a show concept and that show concept is linked with you as a brand, as a, as the host, right? Uh, it, it really kind of mm, doesn't make a lot of sense to sign over hundred percent of the ownership rights to a network because what are you going to do? <laughs> are you, I mean, is that network, if you decide to leave that deal and are they going to keep that show with your name associated with it? No, they're going to have to change the, the, the name of it. So, you, you know, I, I don't know what they're signing up for when you sign up a deal for ownership of somebody's personal brand. I, um, I, I talked to, I talked to a guy that's going on the model of going into production. A host knows that he will only be on for a season or two, and then they're going to change host purposely. Right. And I said to him, I said, you do realize that the majority of shows that are popular and growing, it's because of the host and not necessarily the content. So I said, you're going to have to be very, very careful in how you position that content. Because if I get used to John Smith or, or Susie Jones doing a particular podcast, and I like how that person produces it and how it sounds and how it, and the information I get that I derive from that host and then they flip the switch and put, bring a new host in, I'm gone. You know, I'm going to go find where that, that host went and follow them over there. Right. And, and then that host is forced with coming up with a, another brand that's associated with their name. That's going to compete with that other one. Right. right. So, I mean, where does this end? Does that also trigger a non-compete situation too? I mean, you know, so it just creates a, so this dichotomy of, you know, thinking about a, a deal going bad. And I think that that, that's something you always have to keep in mind is right. These deals don't always last. Right. right. And to, so there needs to be some off ramp that you can do. That's reasonable for all parties involved. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny, Rob, because, uh, you had mentioned something on the last show and I kind of, giggled about it, but, uh, uh, I signed a new NDA Thursday. Did you know? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it had been in our legal process for three or four days. And, uh, yeah, that I got the approval and signed off on that NDA. <laughs> so, uh, okay. I, I don't know nothing. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> Welcome to the party. Todd. Yeah. I think, uh, <laughs> It's, you know, here's the thing is crazy. Everyone, you know, you got to be careful on NDAs you're signing. Um, not only from a, cause this could affect you, you know, let's say you have a conversation with someone and it, it results in nothing. I've had those happen before, right? You have a, you get a mutual DNA, a NDA and, and it really results in nothing. <laughs> and, uh, all of a sudden, boom, you know, it's, uh, you think, well, that was a good idea, but they don't want to proceed. Now, what do I do? And I'm not saying right. that's the case with what's going on right now. Uh, 
Well, ninety nine percent of the time, it's usually not any kind of an issue. But right. But you never know. Yeah. Have to be careful. You know. You know. It's all about harming others. If it's if it's going to harm someone else in their investment or their, you know, that, that is where you get into the legal problems. Right. It's all about harm. Yeah. So, yeah. Doing tech and support here during the show. Anyway, go ahead. So James, uh, Cridlin, uh, and I guess Buzzcast, this is the Buzzsprout folks, I guess, uh, are touting that they now have a hundred thousand active podcasts on their platform. I thought that was interesting news came out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I do know that they have a free plan too, don't they? I'm not sure. You're not sure. Okay. And, uh, let's see here. What's, what's some other news. Ah, Ricky Gervais is coming out with a new podcast. This guy never goes away. <laughs> he's he's like, like the energizer. He's the energizer bunny. He's always the, yeah. They do have a free plan. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's like that guy's been. How long's he been podcasting since the beginning? Hasn't he? Yeah, he was very early um, in the podcast. He actually was one of the first, I think, podcasters to take his podcast and make a TV show out of it. Right. Right. So it says his podcast is coming out. It's called Absolutely Mental. Uh, it uh, it says the show isn't yet on any podcast platform, and there's no indication where, when it will launch. Meanwhile, someone copied, uh, I guess, Gervais's exclusive show off of Sirius XM app mm. and put them onto Anchor. So this is what James is saying. So s someone copied the show concept or something like that. So I found this interesting too. There was a, there was an article put out by Westwood one. Mm -hmm. It says Edison research share of year Q4 2020 podcasting eats Spotify, Pandora and AM FM radio remains the dominant ad supported audio platform. I thought, huh? So they say the quarter for 2020 edition of Edison Research Share of Year, the gold standard, contains stunning news. For a first time, audience shares for podcasting surpassed the combined audiences of ad-supported Pandora and ad-supported Spotify. Podcasting right. achieved a 12% share compared to Pandora and Spotify's 11, combined 11% share of ad-supported right. audio among 18+. plus. This is notable as ad-supported audio audiences are of great importance to brands. Podcasting also beat Pandora and Spotify handedly among the 18 to 34 and 25 to 54 ad-supported audiences. Right. That's something I wasn't paying attention to. Yeah. and Well, this also talks about AM, FM radio. A remaining dominant and ad-supported audio platform with 74% share of ad-supported audio is 11 times bigger than Pandora and 19 times larger than Spotify. So right. This is this was a, a radio-centric yeah. data dump, um, trying to pump up the significance of radio yeah. in the market. Right. 
And, and, you know, and I think what we have to realize is that Pandora is not going to advertise your local car dealer having a sale this weekend, right? you know, unless they get their targeting down. And plus, plus they're also not saying in here too, but what they're really, what we're really talking about here and comparing there, there's a little bit of apples to oranges yep. going on here because, uh, AM FM radios market share is primarily driven by music. So, and they're comparing it to platforms that are primarily talk. Right. So, and talk has been in massive decline on AM FM radio for years. So there's a little bit of apples. Well, I wouldn't say massive decline, Rob. The, you know, well, I should say, well, I mean, uh, as a percentage decrease, mm. it's been, it's been declining. And I think with the death of, uh, certain hosts here recently right. on talk radio, that's not helping that case. Yeah. But I'm also hearing, you know, from radio people, who's going to be there, re his replacement. And that, that may drive the number back the other way, but you know, if well, Dan, Dan Bongino is the one that's kind of stepping in right now. Yeah. But there's another younger, more hip dude. that's coming in for the conservative side. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I'll just so leave it at that. that. Um, I'm trying to think of his name, Ben Shapiro. Oh, Ben. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm familiar with him. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's Shapiro, Shapiro or Shapiro, something like that. Yeah. So that, you know, they think that he's going to be, the next un upcoming star in talk radio. But, uh, well, you know, is if you look again, then at the share of ear, you know, I think we can realize that podcasts have done very, very well over the last year. So, uh, you know, radios, we, we, we've never said radio is going anywhere. We know that radio is, you know, a multi-billion oh, yeah. dollar industry, multi-billion. Yeah, come back from the, the pandemic and, People start, you know, driving around more, which yeah. they are now. Um, I think it's going to, you know, but it but wasn't the problem is, is, yeah. How many small businesses did we lose? Well, if I look were at the it, lifeblood of radio, if I look at my hometown, it's been decimated and it's still ongoing because the governor hasn't completely, you know, things well, are still enough. bad here. Right. And matter of fact, what's starting to happen now, our business owners are defying and they're just doing what they want to do. You know, capacity limits in restaurants. I was, you know, supposed to be, I think we're supposed to be at 50%. And I was in a restaurant last night and it was full. Every table was full. So I think people finally said they can't take it no more. And they're just, they're just defying. But going back to this, um, there's some, you know, their survival depends on it. You know, the goalpost keeps getting moved on them and you can't blame them for being, doing what they've done. But, it is definitely this article. Of course, Westwood One is a radio. Wow, Rob disappeared again. Westwood One is a radio group. And uh, Rob, that's weird. You just, bam, you just went away again. They are they are digging on Pandora and Spotify. And, and luckily, they're boosting up podcasting at the same time. Right. That's true. So what's going on with Skype? We very rarely disconnect. I think, yeah, I think it's just bandwidth. Huh. That's why the problem is. But, you know, they, you know, they go into the podcast daily reach and AM FM, you know, reach, but, you know, support, share of ad supported audio among per, persons 18 plus 
If we look at quarter four, 2016, it was 83% for AM FM radio, 74% in quarter four, 2020, whereas podcasting was 3% is now 12. Yeah. But that really, but that bothers me um, in a certain instance because there's probably a cap on podcasting right now because the media buyers are not willing to look downstream in host endorsed advertising for smaller shows. There, there's only so many big shows, so it's still, it's going to be capped out. And this is what the industry is going to have to grapple with. Maybe, maybe they, um, maybe they'll start just creating more content to try to fill the need. But, you know, as I talk to people now, I, I, you know, here's the funny thing is people get all excited when they hear I'm working podcasting and, you know, it's like, they start telling me the shows that they listen to. And, uh, recently I, I think I talked about it on the last show, but, um, I don't, I don't quite remember where I was at, but, um, one of the gal, I was some, some, uh, she was middle age, true, true crime, true crime is where she's listening, you know? So, but along with that, how did she find, and I asked her, how did you start in the podcasting space? So I listened to Serial. That's what got her in. And now she's expanded her catalog. And, uh, I think she said she listens to seven or eight shows. Right. That's well, that's what the data shows, right? Right. Right. Yeah. I thought that, that, from this, uh, this research study that we're referring to here, it says ad supported Pandora and Spotify music streaming peaked in 2016 it says podcasting now accounts for all the growth in audio. Wow. It's a key, it's a key takeaway. Podcasts have scale, especially among persons 18 to 34. Though I would say that, you know, podcasting, at least in the more recent numbers has been scaling with 55 plus and then the, the, the 12 to 24 age group too. Well, so. because guess who was here, who was 40 and who was 40 when podcasting started, started right. And now those, those the 55 and, and they were the primary listeners of right. podcasting before the 18 to 25 year olds, they, you know, they were wrinkled their nose at this space for 10 years. So. Yeah. And many of them were the creators. Right. <laughs> so now those 40 are 54, 55. So right. this, 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 that segment's going to continue to, you know, go right. into retirement. <laughs> right. Good. And just at the same time where radio is screwed because the 18 to 25 year olds are not listening largely to the radio, even though they say they are, I have yet, I have yet to run into someone in that age range that, the, all these studies say they're listening to the radio, but when you, you know, you ask them, what are you listening to? Spotify, Apple music, you know, that's what they're listening to. Well, I do have to wonder if some of the research that comes out about this stuff, cause I, I, I did one of those radio panels, um, myself just to go through the process that if, if younger people get given those radio panels to fill out their radio listening, patterns and, and submitting it for, for this type of research, uh, it does kind of condition you to, to probably report more listening to radio than you probably would normally. Um, I think, I mean, I, I, unless you're really honest about it, 
Because well, it forces you to think about radio more if you're part of the the survey study, right? Yeah. Just just the fact that you're participating puts pressure on you to listen to radio. So, because I felt it going through the survey myself. I, I would uh, um, have each and every one of you that listen to the show that run into or have adult children, 18 plus, I would just, you know, if they're going to drive somewhere, if you're going to get in the car with them and they're, and they're, they're driving in their car, you look at what they're, look, if the radio's not turned on, turn it on and see what it's, what it's default connected to. And I can almost, almost think it's going to be Bluetooth. Where they get where they get exposed to radio, Rob, is when they're back in the office and they're playing radio over their system inside uh, inside their office right. or business or you know I've walked into in the past into clothing stores and it's been you know tied to FM such and such you know some right. hip station is you know in condition with the you're not going to hear talk radio being played in a you know, in a clothing, in a clothing store. store. No, no, no you're, you know, or they're doing a playlist that they've, you know, designed to help you spend more money, you know, right. psychoengineering, but. Yeah. I don't know if stores have radio playing, do they have to still, because, you know, businesses technically when they play music. That's a public performance yeah so if it's if they're just running the radio is that a public performance because you know it's it's like does the radio they're the ones that are going to pay that I, I don't know well, i think some of the big chains have to sign up for audio services or well, almost any restaurant probably does right yeah that, that provides that kind of service but, yeah you know i think a s smaller restaurants they just tap into their iPhone or something like that and play through their speakers. Yep. But, um, I, I'm sure that kind of stuff happens, but more and more, I, I, you know, people are accessing content through CarPlay and right. Android auto in their vehicles too. You know, technology's more and more coming into these cars, you know, especially over the next five to 10 years, more and more cars are shifting. Um, they're going to be electric cars. Yep. I mean, that's the pattern. That's the path of the future. Um, we're, we're electrifying everything. If you live again, if you live in a metro area, electrification right. is going to be the way to go. If you live where I live, it, they're not going to. It's going to be a long time coming. Right. T well, I mean, uh, some. I'm, I mean, some of the car manufacturers have said already stated that by 2025, 2020 or 2030, they're not even going to be making, you know, ice vehicles anywhere. Well, the they, they better start cars. putting ch charging stations everywhere. They, well, that, that, that's what the plan is, right? Yeah. It's well, part of this I'm, I'm not holding my breath. Right. We'll see. 500,000 charging stations. That's not enough. <laughs> that, well, how many times, how okay, many, well, okay. There's already probably that many that's already been built. So let's see how many cars are in America. Let's just do a little. Well, and cars can charge in your own garage. But you do understand most people, most people, not everyone is in a house. People are in townhouses. So there's right. 286.9 million registered cars uh 
in the United States. So if we divide that by seven, that's what, right. 40, 40 million? And seeing that you're going to need to get a charge once a week. And let's say half of those people are have homes. So that takes 20 million off the top. So that but means everybody's going to have an electric car right away. It's, I know, it's but grow over time. I understand that. But again, and then where are they going to get all this generation capacity to, to charge all these vehicles? Because that's a whole nother situation. You want to get rid of oil. You want to get rid of coal. You don't want nuke. So how are we going to charge these vehicles? You know, people have, when they plug their car in and then the lights go out in their house. <laughs> so, well, that's why they're also working on solar too here, Todd. So you, you know, you're going to have battery packs in your garage. Well, if you can afford solar. it, only the rich people are going to be able to do that. So I, I, yeah, we're a long, long way from gas vehicles going away. I'd say 25 years. Yeah. I'm not saying that they're going to go away. I'm just saying that yeah. we're clearly on the path to re replacing uh, gas, gas. But regardless gas of what kind of vehicle they use, and I'll be buying gas from any, because it's just, it's if you live outside of Metro America, it's a whole different game. Most of you, if you, if you live in Metro America, plenty of opportunities, plenty. Well, actually, density is an issue because in big cities, you might be forth waiting to get charged your vehicle and you might have to wait two hours because there's cars ahead of you to get charged. So, right. um, Rick says, Tommy says, uh, Rick Savoya says his son, Tommy listens to Spotify in the car. He says his daughter listens to music on YouTube. I still don't understand that. Um, I guess that's where well, people stream it. Todd. It's just use the YouTube app. Yeah, you, know, you can listen to it. You don't have to watch it. Okay. I just I just find that bizarre that people listen to music on YouTube. It's free. That's why. Well, how is okay? Is there a playlist capability? I guess I've never explored it. How do you how do you organize what you listen to on on YouTube? I think you just listen to the same thing over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> Mike says we have a total of 10 public chargers here. We have around a hundred thousand people in the area. So again, yeah. long way, long ways to go, but where there's a demand, you know, I guess build it and they'll come back with this hundred billion dollars being allocated to giving you a cash rebate, um, uh, for buying an electric vehicle. No, it's 176 billion or 174 billion. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's just what we're doing is we're subsidizing other people's ability to. So who's going to that? Who's going to advantage from that? Is is people that can afford that kind of a vehicle? It's it's yeah. It's a that pisses me off well, to be honest. Well, they're they're planning Todd on making a a electric vehicle. I know Tesla is planning on making an eighteen thousand dollar electric vehicle. Uh, hold your breath. It'll go eighty miles. Oh well. It's, oh. it's no. It's not going to go 80 miles, Todd. That's in the past. There's a lot of vehicles still. A leaf, Todd. Todd. Yeah. I bought, I bought back in 2011. So There's a lot of vehicles that still have an under 200-mile range. So a lot. I'm just saying, but the cost of batteries is coming way down. They're going to be making a, 
a a new Tesla that's going to sell for less than the base model of a Toyota Camry. Whoa, I'll believe it when I see it. It's already in development, Todd. $18,000 vehicle. Yep. It's going to be a Tesla. It's going to be first made in China. Okay, well, that I'm does curious. us a lot of good here. Well, no, that's where the, the concepting of the car is going to happen first. It's going to be built first there, and then it's going to be built here. So. Uh, I guess we'll see. Eighteen thousand. You can't buy a you can't buy a a scooter for eighteen thousand these days at a car dealer. Well, you see, that's that's what's changing with the technology is that they're streamlining the production process um, to a point they're they're eliminating parts. They're pulling things out, and they're going to make it really simple to to manufacture. Well, we so will that's see. The idea. We will yeah. see plastic cars. Just what we need. Mm, it won't be plastic. I mean, <laughs> there'll be some plastic probably. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I'll believe it when I see it Yeah. because again, range, 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 range. Yeah. yeah. Rick that says our, our monthly data usage at our home internet averages 600 gigabits a month. That's actually pretty low, Rick. You're doing pretty good at 600 gigs mm -hmm. a month. You know, that's actually not bad. Considering the average person uses about a hundred gigs a month on normal usage. So you're not doing bad. Mm -hmm. So maybe you're a little bit above the curve. You're not going to get your cable company to come asking you for more money yet. <laughs> Did you hear T-Mobile home is making a, this is something maybe interested for some podcasters that are out there, maybe with bandwidth challenges. T-Mobile has announced their T-Mobile home product. It works on 5g. And you get unlimited bandwidth. And they actually say it's unlimited, true unlimited. I'm on, yeah, I shifted to T-Mobile to just a couple of weeks ago. So yeah. you have T-Mobile Home in your house too for your internet? Not yet. Yeah, Not so. Yet. But I know that that's, that's coming. I talked to them about it. 60 bucks. It's, it's going to replace, uh, you know, your cable modem. Right. And they're going to limit the rollout in specific areas, but it's only places that will have 5G. So, of course, right. again, the countryside is not covered. Only not 100%, but it's getting there. Not, no, there is no 5G in the country. In, in no, country locations, in rural locations, there is no oh, 5G. Yeah, yeah, in, in rural locations. I'm right. talking about in the urban Oh, urban, urban areas. yeah. Right, right. So the urban areas don't need this. This is needed in rural America. So, but they're going to make well, a that run. That could be a, a Starlink thing. Well, Starlink is going to be the savior for rural America, but T-Mobile, right. right. you know, if, if they were smart, they could upsurp Starlink in, in a real quick fashion if they started bringing 5G to rural America. But the problem is the, the density for towers on 5G is so high right. that, you know, there would be a 5G tower every couple of miles. Well, that's what's going to happen anyway. Well, in in meg in your big areas, it is in the urban areas. Right, right. right. The higher population centers. Right. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, well, it doesn't have the the transmitter range, so you have to have more nodes. Oh, it has to be line of sight. You have to be able to physically see the antenna for it to really work. And I'm not. Does it? I don't think it passes through buildings, does it? No, not real well. So that's why those home units they're building has to be positioned at a window. Window or have some 
probably some sort of antenna connection. Potentially, yeah, I would think so. Yeah. That will probably what will come. Yeah. So, but for me, it's been interesting because cell service has gotten worse here as of late. Especially T-Mobile used to be really good, but T-Mobile, as they've been upgrading their network and changing things over, at least in this area, T-Mobile has gotten worse. Where Verizon is just continuously rocking it. And that wasn't the case a year ago. T-Mobile was pretty steady. But, so I saw that uh, Facebook is testing um, a Clubhouse copycat called uh, Hotline. I, I'm sure you saw this. Probably. Yeah, I think we talked about it in the last show, too. Did, did we? Okay. Yeah. And then... Uh, did you... Oh, Rob locked up again? Very bizarre. Maybe is on Spotify. I mean, on uh, T-Mobile. <laughs> Here's a crazy thing. The stream is good. Everyone on the stream is fine. It just must be. It just must be. And let me put a one star on there. <laughs> it's not Skype, I don't think. I think it's it's my it's my cable connection. You think it's your connection on your side today? Probably. Okay. Probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You're next. I got my stuff fixed. Now you have to get yours fixed. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm going to sign up for that, uh, that 5g cause I've got, uh, transmitting towers right behind me. Have you actually got a 5g here. signal on your phone? Uh, I could get one, but I don't have a 5g phone. I've never That's seen, I've got two 5g phones and I've never seen a 5g signal ever. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't have a 5g phone. So oh. the, the iPhone 12 is what you need. I've got an iPhone 10. So. So I, again, no, it's all LTE still. No 5G. Yeah. Yeah. But again, I'm, so. I'm out in, you know, backwoods, Michigan too. Well, I don't know. I, Rob, I think the, you know, and that's another thing too. I made a call to, did I tell you about the, the increase? So to go to 35 megs up from 20 to 35 and right. go from, from, uh, 400 to 600 down cable company wanted another hundred dollars a month. Wow. They, what, uh, what, a what a scam business people get screwed when it comes to business lines, because you probably you so much money, Todd, right? You can pay that extra bill. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we need somebody want to underwrite this show for additional hundred dollars a month uh, make a 1200 make a 1200 actually i got to commit for two years so 2400 dollars, i can get an upgraded connection here right uh no <laughs> so yeah whatever the um but it's, it's probably, just it's probably cheaper to get a second line than it is to right yeah but that has its own challenges when you bring in a second internet connection because and you have to split it off. Yeah, and, it's right. a it's a pain. So I keep telling my sister who has a place next door, I keep telling her, I said, I'm going to drill a hole through the wall <laughs> and run a land cable over there and plug it into Because at night, no one's using that internet connection. It's just guessed anyway. Right. I said, I'll yep. pay you to upgrade your fee, and then I will do do exactly that without right. <laughs> without incurring a whole bunch more money. Yeah, that'd be smart. Right. Yep. Yeah, run that cable, you know, staple it to the ceiling. I'm sure she'd appreciate that from an, uh, you know, appearance standpoint. Right, 
Right. <laughs> so I don't know what we've got to, there's not a lot to talk about since Wednesday in the podcasting space. We're digging here. We are digging. Yeah. Well, wasn't there some news out came out about uh, IEB re- released its annual ad revenue report? Did we talk about that? I so. I know they were bugging me to submit numbers and we didn't. So Right. It's one of the few few things you can do with them every year for free. <laughs> we don't have right. to pay money. <laughs> yeah, I guess it doesn't talk about podcasting specifically. So Yeah, I think that's still in work. So don't think it's done for this 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 go around yet. Yeah, but yeah, it's kind of you know it's 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 a weird time right now. Um, I think a lot of people are just hunkered down, cranking, doing content, working hard at it, building their shows. You know, again, every call I do, it's about how do I grow my show? How do I grow my show? How do I grow my show? Yeah, it's all about marketing. Yeah, That's the big everyone's question. really focused on that now in a in a in a big big way. So, and I guess I will, we'll start to watch what happens here where, you know, it's April. We'll start seeing what happens with the numbers of shows active starting about June when offices Mm -hmm. start to pre-populate people back into the office again. I don't think the impact will be as noticeable until maybe August or September when kids go back, hopefully go back to school full time. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then parents are more back in the office because you know summer june july august if people are pent up i bet you we see a drop this summer in listening because everyone that can afford to go on vacation hasn't been able to go on vacation and they're probably they're probably going crazy wanting to go someplace (laughs) so i would suspect that the travel season is going to be big this year potentially Though Todd, I have heard people say I was li- listening to the um, was it the um, on air fest that was going on the last couple of days. Uh, there was a couple of sessions in, in there that I tuned in for. Um, that's like an audio digital audio event here, you know, in the I guess on the East Coast. But it's um, people were talking about how. Uh, they feel like the, the potential of the new normal is that people are less inclined to leave their house. Now people have, are going to spend more time God help at us. home and they're going to not travel as much as they used to. So the new normal may not be as get out there as much as I think a lot of people might think. That's really devastating to hear that, that people are going to be remain cooped up in their homes. Well, I think it gets back to, you know, what do they say about uh, changing behavior? Oh, yeah. Uh, there's usually a certain period of time. I don't know if it's like 20, 30 days if a person has changed their behavior. To, that it's a permanent change. Well, we guess they, they guess they were successful in programming us. Well, I guess, I guess, I don't know if that's what the goal was, but I guess that's the results potentially with a certain it's not going to be for everybody. I think that there is going to be a lot of people. I hear a lot of people saying that they're going to get out and they're going to travel and they're going to do stuff just like you Todd. Yeah. But I also hear a certain percentage of people out there that are just like, you know, I'm, I'm reevaluating getting out. Is it safe? You know, all that kind of, we've got a vaccine. It's safe. If you had your vaccine, you're safe. So 
that what's the reason of getting a vaccine if it's not safe? That's that's the that's the the irony of all this. So right. if it's right. not safe to go out and get a vaccine, then that's why a lot of people are not getting a vaccine because it's well, not. Todd, we're also being told that vaccine may only last for six months. Well, we'll see. So oh, I'm sure they're going to have us in line giving us booster shots. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. We're going to be getting regular vaccine shots for here and to eternity. They have, because, they have definitely, you know, they have definitely trained us, haven't they? Certainly there's a lot of money flowing to those that are making vaccines. Yeah. And we're all being, <laughs> having, uh, let's, we can get into the whole thing here, but right. it's, yeah. you know, I, I, I ask people on a regular basis, are you getting a vaccine? No. Yes. Nope. Nope. Yes. Yeah, I, I hear bet a lot of people saying yes. Yeah. Well, I'm hearing you know, like more. I'm hearing too. more no's than yes. By far more no's than yes. So I hear nurses saying, I got a friend that's a nurse. She said, I'm not getting a vaccine. No way they're putting that in me. And I just like, wow. Yeah, that is something. Right. So I don't know what the average is on healthcare workers. Of course, no one's going to report any of that. Right. But I mean, let's think about it. A lot of people never got influenza shots because they, a lot of people, as soon as they get a flu shot, either it's coincidence or not, they get sick. So a lot of people are saying, nope, I'm not going to. And it's just, there's a lot of people that, I'm not saying anti-vaxxers. I'm saying a lot of people don't ever get influenza shots. They may have gotten all the other stuff over their life. Right. Right. But, you, you know, know so, so they look at this the same way. So I, and they're not going to, there's no way they can mandate it. To change the subject here, um, it does look like uh, podcast movement uh, Nashville that uh, this show will be back on stage live again. Oh, awesome. We got that word, so huh? I got that pulled together. So I don't have a date or time yet, but uh, we'll be back on, on stage like we did in, uh, in Orlando with yeah. the show live. So in front of a real audience. Yeah. Tom says you get a flu shot every year. You get all kinds of vaccinations. It's true. You do. You do get, I don't a, get a flu shot every year. I, I do because I was going to the consumer electronics show and I just found that if I didn't, I got sick more often than I didn't. So I always got a flu shot before going about maybe at least four to five weeks before CES. I all I, every year I got it. And, but I still was some, I would still come home with the crud sometimes because it's a 50, 50 shot, whether they got the flu shot. Right. So Tom's right. You know? Yeah, no, it is true. It's true. And yeah, Mike said being the military, I got everything. <laughs> yeah. My five anthrax shots. <laughs> That's the one that time figure is going to take five years off my life. Yeah. So, you know, so, so the, the podcast movement planning is is happening and moving forward. So, yeah. Well, we will see what time slot they give us. That's always key. <laughs> yep. And well, so, it is going to be a hybrid event, from what I gather. Plus, I also, you know, you know, it's looking like there's a good chance that the Hall of Fame is going to come back in L.A. at the Evolutions event. So. <sighs> I'm not holding my breath here. I keep hearing, you know, what are we, two years now, three years without the Hall of Fame? Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, if if we as an industry get get behind it and support it, yeah. I think they'll they'll do it. Yeah. Now, that's the only reason it didn't happen in the past is because nobody was getting behind it. 
of course, they didn't ask very, any, very many people to get behind it either right. at that time. Right. <laughs> so, so anyway, yeah. So it, there's some good news there. You know, <laughs> I would love to get this show back up on stage in front of a live audience. And and I said, everyone prepare. Let's go to Nashville. Everybody, don't stay right. home. It's a beautiful venue. If you've ever been to that, I have not that, been to that venue. It's gorgeous. It, it's like a huge atrium. It's like being outside, but it's inside. Well, I think with the time frame that they're on, I think they're going to be in good position to, to have it. So yep. unless something crazy happens, which right. I wouldn't put past anybody, which you never know. Right. Right. The world could come to an end, Todd. Uh, there won't no. be any podcast movement. Well, there's a lot of places the world has come to an end because they're still locked down like slaves. So, you know, it's, right. yeah. Right. <laughs> so, so we could, could just kind of shut it down for. for yeah, this we, week we can wrap it up. To, yeah. We're, we're, we're drifting hard today. Not staying on topic. Talking about stuff that gets people pissed off. <laughs> so were you finding any, um. Yeah, yeah. Have you participated in any of the Farside Chat stuff yet? No, I haven't got an invite to go over there and use that. I'm okay. <laughs> owner of a podcast hosting company. You think they're going to let me in on that? Probably not. Why? Why? Yeah. <laughs> Obvious reasons. Oh, okay. You know. What? Why? Why? Because they see you as competition for them. Well, who knows? I don't know. You know. And I will, okay, I'll admit, I haven't even tried, so I'm just being funny. I can funny. send you a link to it if you want to see it. Yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm not all that excited based upon everything you've, you've talked about it so far, so. Well, it's, it's, but, it's a new, it's a new concept, so I don't know. It's, it, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I don't like the fact that they put in your personal feed every event that you're on that isn't your own. I think, I think that's wrong for them to do that. Mm -hmm. And I think people are going to be resistant and participating in some things. Uh, you'll have to see, we'll see how it goes. If I can opt out, if, if I want my playlist to have what I want on my playlist, then, then I'm okay. But if I attend something and it sucks, I don't, you know, cause if I'm not in control, and I go sit on a panel and that panel turns out to be like, oh my God, what, this is a train wreck. I don't necessarily want to associate that with, so you're going to, have to be very, very careful on what you participate in over there because you, you just by proxy could be made to look bad. If they, if I, if I attend somebody such and such podcasting one-on-one session and it is me battling with two or three people over stupidity and stuff being spoken about. And then that's in my feed. Uh, it's not about, am I going to go hang out somewhere? Rob disappeared right. again. Oh, your video uh, went. I shared, uh, sharing my screen. Oh, but for some reason it's not actually doing it. That's weird. Hang on. Okay. We can see it now, or at least part of it. Okay. Uh, there's a big black thing in the middle of the screen, so I don't know if you've got something in forward of the browser or not. 
Yeah. Oh, there you go. Now you now we can see it. Go ahead. You can see it now. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So this, it's kind of blurry. The, yeah. So go this, ahead. this is the fireside chat um, area here. This is Steve Olsher's page. <laughs> of course, he's over there too. No doubt. <laughs> right. So you can kind of see in here. So yeah. So Steve ho hosted a you know a session here. And it has a pop-up, but it doesn't look like you can see the... Okay, here it is. But then there's a thing over there that says six participants. So your participant list is there. Right. So you can see down down below is the actual session that, 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 that Steve did. And here I can... Now there's some music playing. Yeah, up. so let's be careful I here. I don't know what the rights are on that. So yeah, let me... Yeah. Uh, you're out to really learn who they are. So that's audio I'll give there. You just an example of that, okay. if you don't mind me. Paul Street, and I sat down with yeah. him and had an interesting conversation. He travels for the fish and for the food. So you can kind of see a little bit of what that is all about, right? So, so in some ways, it's it's similar, um, but you know, it lists all of the stuff that Steve. You know, it's an on-demand thing, so you can see all of the sessions. There isn't really any connection with podcasting yet in here. So, but anyway, that's, that's what's going on with it. Okay. So I'm not quite sure how to, how to, let's see here, how to close this out. All right, I'll come back here, but. So again, if there, if one of those, if I was a participant in something and it went sideways, do I really want that associated with me? That's the. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it's, it's, it's interesting. The format of it uh, may, may work as it gets, gets streamlined, but it is more focused on live conversations, you know, and that's, that has a place. It's a, it's a small place, but yeah. <clears throat> Huh. Yeah. So, so anyway, well, do we want to close it down? Yeah, almost? I think so. Yeah, let's pull the bottom, pull the okay. plug here. I'm getting distracted. I got people asking me questions here. So, so any questions c coming out of Facebook or anything like that or comments of interest? Uh, just people are making content, basically so many platforms, so many apps and, uh, Assuming I'm fully vaccinated, not yet. Uh, Tom, everyone 16, 18 and above is now in America eligible to get get your vaccine. No. They've made that available throughout the United States. Even here in my little town, it is. California is going to be fully opening up by what, by June 15th? Yeah, I think we'll is see. what their target is. So things are getting back to normal. You know, I'm feeling it, you know, where I'm at. So. All right, cool. All right, well, let's, I'll get off in here then. Okay. Everyone, All right, Todd. Todd at Blueberry.com, at Geek News on Twitter. I'm on Twitter as well, at Rob Greenlee. And, uh, you know, I keep that updated with the latest stuff that I'm, <clears throat> I'm working on and doing. And I can also be reached via email too, if you want to send me an email, uh, robg at lipson.com. And, uh, would be great to hear from you. All right, everybody. Thanks for being here. Thanks for uh, listening to our 
crazy talk today. <laughs> yes. Well, th- well, all over th- the map. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, everyone. Take care. We'll see you next time here. We'll see you back here on Wednesday at 3 yep. p.m. Eastern. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.